Freaks and geeks, drinkers, thinkers, ramblers and gamblers, stoners and pet owners, gather around. This is the Outsider Social Club, where us misfits, miscreants, outcasts get together and ramble, palaver, prattle, and get royally intoxicated while we do so. So without further ado, let's proceed. One for the party, baby, pop on the road, drum in, knock back a drink, there's nobody home. Welcome back to the Outsider Social Club. I'm your master of ceremonies, drinks with Ron, and I'm ready to get these 1998 movies in the can. Um, not sure what's left. There can't be too many, so let's quit dicking around and get to it. Joe Vegas, what's coming up? Let's keep it tight. We've been doing a good job, I feel like. I agree. We'll we, have some, next. we have some bad movies coming up, so... Mm, good. We'll keep it short. <laughs> What do we got next? All right. Well, one thing I failed to mention is we did not review Disturbing Behavior or Jane Austen's Mafia, which essentially is the death of the spoof movie, same week as Saving Private Ryan. But we're moving on to Wednesday, July 29th, 1998. And I say Wednesday because it is a travesty that these two movies were released on a Wednesday as if someone gave a fucking shit. Okay. Number one, The Parent Trap, which we're not fucking reviewing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. A young Lindsay Lohan. Who the fuck cares? Okay. But movie number two, The Negotiator, Yikes Mountain has decided to take this movie on. Hmm. A Pete Kevin Spacey, before we knew he was what he was, The Negotiator, Yikes, you're up. All right. All right, so this movie is actually one of those classic, like, I mean, it is what it is. You have one negotiator who gets kidnapped, or not kidnapped, but he kidnaps a bunch of people who involves Paul Giamatti, who shows up many times. Well done. Um, More movies. uh, But, like, I'm trying to find the other. Basically, the people they kidnapped was perfect. They kidnapped a bunch of good people. I don't know how to put that correctly, but it was good. Um, but this uh, this movie started out in the first three minutes with a kidnapping scene, or not a kidnapping scene, a negotiating scene, and Cotton Eyed Joe. <laughs> so like, relevant. Like, like it totally just kicked in with Cotton Eyed Joe. Like, and then like they 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 solved the crime. And- and everybody wow. was like dancing around a cotton eyed Joe. Like that that's God. a that takes me back. Where yeah. did he come from? Where did he go? White people. Well, he apparently went to Applebee's because that looked like <laughs> sorry. Like yeah. You wanna, if you want a good piece of meat, you're gonna go to Applebee's. Applebee's is potentially I'd say it's the worst chain restaurant in the united states i think i did a line from hall pass i might have got it not completely i think i did a line in an applebee's once somebody said did a line (laughs) i'll be right i'm gonna go do a line in applebee's in the next month all right what else you got on negotiator i actually don't know if i can beat i did a line at applebee's once but i will say that like when he kidnaps all these people Paul Giamatti and uh, what's her name? Siobhan Felon Hoger. She is like a Tina. Tina in Seinfeld. She got uh, short bleached I, hair. 
All right. Never mind. She's an oh, Irish yeah. actor who every one of you will recognize, but she is one of the best characters in this movie. She, uh, her and Paul, I don't know. I'm bailing out. All right. Can I help? Can I jump in? Sure. Knowing what Kevin Spacey is now, yep. I can't get on board with his movies. I agree. I go back and I watch him and I'm like, fuck, man. And then watch American Beauty where he's just playing himself. The creepy weirdo fuck. You know, trying to sleep with underage people, and I'm like, "Fuck, I can't do it." Well, honestly, like, I I wanted to do well on your 1998 review, but when it was basically a note where it was like, "Okay, this movie is half done, and Kevin Spacey is now in it." Well, that's not bad because that means it's more Samuel L. You know, who's no, he's good. Which, by the way, does he have red hair in this? No, he didn't. (laughs) It looked like red hair. No, it's no. All right. Okay, fair enough. All right. I think we've covered the negotiator enough. Major file. Wait, what's the bad one? Phobe. phobe. Major phobe. phobe. Shit. Well done. All right. <laughs> Fuck that up. Uh, all right. We're on to Friday, July 31st, 1998. I'm really excited for this one. Hash basketball. Oh. Only made like $8 million in the theater. A travesty. However... I think it is a very uh, excellent comedy. Go on. So I got a couple notes here, uh, Joe. One, it was directed by the same director who did Airplane. Zucker. In the Naked Gun movies. Mm-hmm. Same um, vibe, same feel. Yeah. Wait, what? Say, the South Park guys had a different director? This yeah. is not directed by Trey Parker or Matt Stone. Really? It's directed by the director of Airplane. I don't even know that they were the first choice for those roles, honestly. But but those guys were involved in that movie, right? They they wrote the they wrote the okay. screenplay, if I recall correctly. I'll double check real quick. I just thought they did it themselves. Go on. Um, I got a couple other notes. Um, yeah, I mean, most people just assume that they did it themselves because I think they did a. a, a orgasmo uh entirely but this is technically yeah they didn't they didn't write this movie at all this is written by david zucker um they don't have they have zero writing credits in it yeah so this is not their film that being said i got a couple things to say one why doesn't this game david zucker david zucker why doesn't this game exist in real life agreed i've been asking it for 25 years yeah, I've got like, spaces painted in my driveway to play dude, this with bases. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to play some basketball. When we all meet up, this is this is the sport we'll we're going to play. We're going to play yeah. basketball. Some it's in my driveway. We're set. It's a bit you absurd. Will, you will all lose to me, but thank you for playing. Not, not with my fucking trash talk. You'll you'll do like Leap those guys. Oh. Um, this intro is like idiocracy level genius to this movie. Where the it's just talking about franchises the cor- moving. sports franchises, yes. the corporatization of sports, like the lack of sportsmanship. Way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Super fucking good. Like the, the Dallas Cowboys are, are doing a river dance and like the dude is getting wheeled off in a neck brace like right in front of it. It's just <laughs> the like, Lakers move to California where there are no lakes. Yep. And the Jazz Utah. move to Utah where they don't allow music. Yep. And that's that's just all the the shit's perfect, right? Oh, good. It's insane that they got Al Michaels to say some of the things that he said in this movie. 
like he's like and it's it's hard to believe these girls just five years ago were in grade school and then he like leers <laughs> at them and bob costas just looks at he's him gone. like what oh it's so good you got Bob Costas, you got Al Michaels, you got Kenny Mayne, you got Dan Patrick. And the you know, Unsolved Mysteries guys. I was going to say, the Unsolved stacked, Mysteries yeah. callback. Like, there Fuck are... Yeah. This this movie is packed with so many great bits, and yet... Maybe more bad jokes than good jokes. Like, there are... It does not hold up. There's... What? It, Super it does not, problematic. Are you kidding me? Dude, how many times they're just, like, punching down at gay people for no mm-hmm. fucking reason? There's just uh, like maybe, this, maybe, this maybe movie, I haven't watched recently. Yeah, this movie is conceptually genius, and there are so many jokes that were not funny in the slightest. And so that was extremely disappointing to me. And when I thought back on the movie, um, I thought it was you know genius, funny through and through. Right. But going back and watching it, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. It's kind of like almost heroes in the in in the way where it's um, a good idea. And, but it's you know better than almost heroes in a lot of ways because the when the jokes land they're really fucking funny, but when the jokes don't land they're you know they're not very good. I mean Kareem Abdul Jabbar in the guy's office like Zucker in callback the, man. in the they case got those tie-ins yeah you know like as yeah. just like this guy has like people that he's paying to be in his museum like that shit there's there's so many funny jokes in it. I but, still say to my friends. I swear to God, if you rip on me 13 or 14 more times, I'm out of here. <laughs> that's, that's that, is, that is an all-timer. There, yeah. there are so many jokes in it that are really good, but there's just a lot of jokes that were completely unnecessary. And so I really wish that like, maybe Matt and Trey would have had like a little bit more, more say, say in the writing. And you not know, that they weren't super juvenile at the time, but I think they were better than that. They were better than that, right? And this is like a movie where it's like conceptually a 10 out of 10 in execution, probably a Four or five out of ten. Four point five out of ten. Well, and the other thing is, like you said, yeah, it's problematic it easy, with the gay shit, but it was also super aware of it because yeah. there's a line where he fucking takes squeak and he's uh, Australian for vagina, and he pulls down his pants, and they flag him for the gay joke because and he's like, "What? That's not a gay joke. It's an Australian joke." It's an Australian joke. joke. Yeah. So See, they like, were that's aware. Funny. Yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying is they were aware they were doing these fucking shitty lowbrow jokes like okay well if you know then move off of those other bits you can do better like these guys did fucking airplane yeah Yeah. like the joke when squeak hooks up you know or is attracted to the guy at the bar who you know might be a cross-dresser might be transsexual like they don't explain it you know but it's just it's completely unnecessary not necessarily have like the vomiting like you know he's all yeah there's just like a bunch of jokes that are just like I feel yeah. bad. I'm laughing because that that made me laugh in the movie. Oh, it made me laugh in the movie at the time. I agree, but like just now, I was like, mm, like not yeah, funny. Wow. You know, it's just punching down for no reason. I heard your it's mom was the... hooking up with Squeak. Yeah, and I mean, when that, like when they're doing like just the psych out, Steve Perry, Steve Perry, and then yeah, like Squeak that. goes into the backyard, and you hear them in the background talking, and he's like, "Dude, I told you, no more Journey psych outs." And it's just yeah. like there's That's so many classic. Fucking, like, yeah, there's so many. I use it on lines. the radio. Oh, so good. Steve Perry. Yeah. He came through town doing a concert. Well, I should have been gone. Which is not a Journey song. Only a Steve Perry. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I dropped the reference. Steve. I love me some basketball. I know the rules are inconsistent, but let's get this game going. 
doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the psychouts are a bit much, you know what I mean? You'd have to tone down the psychouts. Like, you can't spit at people and, like, do shit yeah. like that that they do in the movie, but, yeah. It's like I mean, when they say something and a guy who's about to shoot all of a sudden goes, oh, oh, oh like, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, there's, like like I said, so many good jokes, like, uh, uh, what an unfortunate thing to happen on dozen egg night, you know, and then they just keep getting <laughs> fucking eggs pelted at right. them. Like, there's, you know, the cheerleaders wearing just straight up lingerie is like commentary on, like, dude, tonight. the movie's yeah, worth a, a watch. It's a good movie, but you'll just be like, yeah, there's some jokes that are just like, eh. super problematic. Yeah. It, it's know, it's the Zuckers. They could have done better. They just didn't. Airplane's a fucking fantastic movie. Yes, it's problematic, but it's like problematic and well done at the same time. Yeah, and it has commentary. And it's like some cast. of these jokes have commentary, like that one that Ron was talking about, but some of them are just. Yeah. Like, there's awareness. They knew that they were punching down. That's what bothers me. All right, folks. We're moving on to August. Apologies to those who were hoping for an ever after a Cinderella story review. We did not take that on. I I said I'd quit the podcast if that happens. We couldn't couldn't have that happen. We're moving on to Wednesday release, August 5th. What the fuck was happening in 98? I'll tell you what was happening. (laughs) A Halloween 20-year review, Halloween H2O, with a Mr. Josh Hartnett. I'll allow it. Has decided to take it on. Justin, what do you got for us? Welcome to the movie world, Josh Hartnett. You're welcome, everyone. That's his first movie he ever did. Then he followed it up with one of the best cult horror movies ever, The Faculty. Shit, that movie's amazing. Anyway. Let's do a faculty podcast. Forget Halloween 3, forget Halloween 4, forget Halloween 5, forget Halloween 6, even though I loved you, Paul Rudd, as a grown-up as Tommy Doyle, and Trick or Treat Motherfucker, forget Halloween Resurrection, H2O is the perfect end to an amazing trilogy. 1, 2, and H2O, perfect way to end um, probably the best horror franchise ever. And who wouldn't want to go to camp in Yosemite? You deserve to die if you're not going to Yosemite, dumbasses. But wait, it didn't end at H2O, right? That's why I said forget six and forget (laughs) Halloween Resurrection. Forget all of it. I remember I remember thinking it was pretty good. And I'm not a horror movie guy, right? Like I don't it's not my thing. You know, I remember thinking and I didn't know about the Josh Harnett ties. I didn't know he was a Minnesota guy at the time. (laughs) A couple years older than me. I don't know. But you know, get the Minnesota board, Minnesota Sounder. God damn it. All right, hang on. I got it. It's Yikes, coming in. The floor is yours. Takes five seconds to load. <laughs> got it. This is probably the stupidest thing I've ever read out loud. But <laughs> Harnett was born in St. Paul, Minnesota, though some sources said. He's from San Francisco. What? Yep. Also consternation. Well, hold on. Explain to me. Hold on. Explain to me the fucking. It's Wikipedia, man. Oh. Early life. What does that mean he was born? So wait, he was born in San sources? I will what tell does you that this. mean? I will tell you this. He went to Creighton. He was two years older than me. That's my high school. Creighton Durham Hall. Look it up. Jack Hanahan went there. He was a professional baseball player, Justin, and a cocksucker. Well, not officially, <laughs> but he's an asshole. Anyway, not literally. Uh, 
Anyway, he went, he's from Minnesota. Okay. And his best movie is Lucky Number Slevin. Oh, great movie. Can we agree on that? Okay. Never mind. Great movie. No. I will fight you. Okay. All right. So I remember Halloween H2O H2O being fine. All right. Because I don't do horror movies. And I remember walking away being like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Ringing indoors. And according to Justin, it should have ended there. Yes. I mean, I enjoy the other movies, but yeah, if you would have told me that was the three movies I did, I'd be happy with it. All right. It's all filler. Well, there's been a lot of Halloween movies since then. And because, you know, can't get enough of that shit. Yeah, right. All right. Six Halloween movies since then. Jesus Christ. Franchise. We're moving on, folks. We're coming on. We only got one, two, three. Four more shitty movies to oh, go. Jesus, I wow, some of them shitty, some of them not. But I have the floor. Oh. The next one is Friday, August 7th, Snake Eyes. Hmm. Go, Tyler. Go, Tyler. Go, oh, Tyler. Oh, hell yes. At least you've seen the movie. Snake Eyes. The Nicolas Cage hype for this movie. Oh, right? Nicolas Cage. Jesus Christ. Now, Justin and I may have discussed this already on his part, or we may have just discussed it offline. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retell it, okay? Prior to this Nicolas Cage movie was a Mount Rushmore of movies, okay? We're talking Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Face Off, Con Air. Okay. You find me an actor or actress with a better four movie stretch. You can't do it, honestly. You have an Oscar and you have three just blockbuster summer movies that crush it. Okay. Now, kind of didn't play the game right because in between was City of Angels, which I mentioned earlier, which is just a shit fest. No. Okay, but it made like $150 million because it had Nicolas Cage and it was and Meg Ryan. It was awful. We're excluding that, okay? I this is Nicolas Cage. Short bleach 90s hair, Meg Ryan. Huh? It, yeah, probably. Thank you. Thank you. That wins this whole episode. Fuck. This is Nicolas Cage, the summer after Con Air. So the hype was huge. It was also Brian De Palma. After doing, after just a huge start to his career, Untouchables, Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible. So they come out with this movie and it makes over a hundred million bucks. But guess what? Not that good. It starts out amazing, right? It's like it, the first, like, it's like a full metal jacket. The first, like, 60 minutes are amazing. It's like different perspectives of uh, crime, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. It's wonderful, right? You got Gary Sinise as Kevin Dunn, Hash. Mm. Kevin Dunn has five appearances. Kevin Dunn, the actor, four. Kevin Dunn, the character, one. What a fucking year. Kevin Dunn, amazing year, right? Uh, Amazing. Except for, guess what? You know why this movie ends up sucking? They didn't have an ending. They just quit after three quarters of the movie and didn't have an ending. They tried to work in a hurricane in Atlantic City, which no one cared about. They couldn't figure that out. They got a guy who's a corrupt cop his whole life who is 
who throws away everything to save one chick. Hmm. It didn't make any sense. The ending was bad. It ruined the whole movie. Otherwise, it was a good movie. It was cool. It was hip, stylish, etc. I'm a fan of Nick Cage. This is before he went off the deep end. Uh, it didn't live up to the hype, but who could after that Mount Rushmore? I give it a five and a half out of ten. Hmm. Anyone, please. I got nothing. God. Uh, snake what eyes. Oh, okay. No, absolutely nothing. It went off the rails because the reviews were so bad and people didn't go see it because of the reviews is my take on that movie. It's gonna, Nick Cage, bro. I'm going to say there's a better Mount Rushmore right here. It's Jim Carrey. Oh, word. I'm with you. He had, okay, first off, three run. movies in 1994, Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, which is absurd. The greatest bang, bang, year bang. for any comedy actor ever. Unbelievable. And then 95, yeah. The mask is not great, but it killed. Okay, okay. I mean, because you, know, you skipped over City of Angels. That's all I'm going to say. In '95, <laughs> he has Batman Forever, and then Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. Once again, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls, not the greatest. '96, right. Cable Guy, Liar Liar, Truman Show. It's just like that's like a double Mount Rushmore. No, hold on. Yeah, I skipped over the fifth movie. Okay, but but I just I just named eight in a row. That no, one. you're right. You you have a different you have a different thing. You have like a you have like a really great a basketball list. team, like a starting five <laughs> plus a great off the bench. You know, what yeah, I'm that's what it is. Well, yeah. So better. I will say that Jim Carrey didn't look as good as Nick Cage looked in Con Air. So you win in that regard. Well, no. Where's Liar Liar in that realm? Because if Liar Liar is like the fifth movie, Nick I'm Cage looked good in that. That's the he eighth had... movie. That's the third, I'm, fourth, so then, fifth, sixth, seventh movie in a row. So then you have a, like a half balding mullet and a shitty. Oh, he looks so good. What are you accent. talking about? That I will be home. That oh, means you have like a weeks. North Carolina starting Fuck whatever movie, but you don't have the Mount Rushmore. The Rushmore is four, the four in a row. And Justin, I talked about this. Edward Norton got close. He's got seven in a row. Yeah, Jim Carrey. The, I'm no, with that. The mask. You're not, the you're mask. not unseating that. The mask. No. Dude, that was dumb, one okay, summer. Okay. Dumb and Dumber, Batman Forever, Ace Ventura, The Cable Guy, Liar Liar, all in a row. But you're not you're ignoring the fact that three movies came out in the same year. Yeah, he killed no one has ever speed. dominated a no okay. one's ever dominated a year like that. Like okay. The Mask is like his weak movie of that summer. Again, I'm not disagreeing with you. You're playing a different game. No, you're not. You're playing the game of who dominated the year. I'm so. giving you it's Mount Rushmore. I'm man. giving Come you on. the four best in a row. You have, you have you have Oscar winner, juggernaut blockbuster, juggernaut blockbuster, juggernaut blockbuster. Oscars don't mean anything, especially was, in the realm of comedies. So what was the Oscar winner though? Leaving Las Vegas, best oh, actor. He did for that. Okay, fair, fair. Didn't Again, see it. It's this is why we bring it up so we can Coppola, have these conversations. He's a nepo baby that you know isn't yeah, even that he, good of an actor. Yeah, but ding ding, he finally made it work. You know what I mean? While. He's a nepo baby, but he didn't do anything, and then finally made it. Is that mediocre say... white man failing upward? You know, he has so many shitty movies that, yeah, like, you yeah, can't say that he was five good ones throughout his career. But but I mean, he's can't another say he one like great in leaving Las Vegas. He's another one like Tom Cruise, where when I watch Nick Cage, 
I'm watching fucking Nick Cage because he's just playing him fucking self with a not in Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas, he was amazing. I didn't see it. Didn't see it. That's fair. Leaving Las Vegas, he's amazing. He's got a shitty fake accent. No, No, he's just a dying drunk. No, before before it became the thing, you know, where you just play that part. Well, that's how you win the Oscar. Yeah, but it was before that. It was ahead of its time, right? All right. We're moving on from Snake Guys. Moving on. I didn't realize it would encourage quite the argument that it did. But we're going on to a movie that everyone knows and loves called The Avengers. Oh, wait. It's not The Avengers you think. There was an Avengers on Friday, August 14th, 1998, that was released. Seriously? And shoved down our throats with trailers. And I've Justin has wasted time out of his life to review and give it to us. Wow. Okay. I've wasted time in a good way. I went down a rabbit <laughs> hole with this fucking movie, and I was not disappointed. All right. The whole premise of this movie is weather on demand. That's right. You can make a phone call to Sean Connery, and the weather <laughs> you get the weather you want, and if that's how he's going to control the world, by controlling the weather. Like some hmm. fucking Dexter's Laboratory bullshit. There's a teddy bear conference. Literally just teddy bears in a conference room. No. Um, it's, oh, it's an 80-minute portrayal of a movie on a backstage lot trying to be 007 while making Austin Powers look competent. If you're thinking you're talking me out of this, you're not. <laughs> Can I There's, just say uh, uh, Sean Connery's name is Sir August de Winter. Winter is oh, spelt with a Y. Y? I'm in! I'm fucking, you son of a bitch, I'm in! And, like I said, I got a hint, I got a little assist from Maze here. This is during the washed Connery era, not... Oh, that's sad. <laughs> um, and Eddie Izzard is the main henchman and doesn't say a fucking word in the movie. <laughs> How do you have a comedian as your henchman and you don't have him say a word? I wonder if he was so bad they cut it. Most likely. So, I, I have to know, is it as bad as it came off at the time? So, yes. Like, I... The CGI... Again, oh, nice Jurassic Park CGI. came out before this. The CGI is so terrible. The green screen work is so terrible. It, yeah. I don't understand how... Like, it, I can see the reviews, because, again... I didn't know what this movie was about, so I did some research. It's based off a 1961, Don't like the 269 British like TV show. And I had to know what it was like, so I actually watched an episode of the show. Oh. And my, like the t- terrible dialogue, the movie was terrible. Above like and beyond shit, man. Love it. Just terrible. Like I'm in. But they had like so many just it's Pretty much, they rip off each other from 007 and uh, um, the Avengers so many times. Sounds uh, delightful. As far as the Razzies that year, it was nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst Screenplay, oh. Worst Actor, Worst Actress, Worst Supporting Actor, Worst Screen what Couple, one? Worst Original Song, Worst Remake, or Sequel. Can you give me what one? What won that year? Yeah, yeah, I can give you the Razzies 1998. Give me one second. Fucking A, man. That is impressive. But that it was also one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I want to take, like, make sure you guys keep a record of this. Like, I've seen this movie before I've seen Godfather. I've seen this movie <laughs> at the same time frame that I first saw Point Break, 
Fargo. <laughs> and Shawshank. Fargo, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I have seen this movie in that same time frame. Oh, I, hey, listen, I appreciate that you were willing to do this because yeah. I didn't want to see it in 1998, which means I sure don't want to see it now. Oh, I do. You just fucking sold me. It's the teddy bear conference room. It's, it's Uma yeah, Thurman right it. before Kill Bill. Yes. Oh, way before. She is terrible. So, Ron, you're going to have a different perspective in your head. And Justin and I talked about this on his pod by the way, download that episode. Oh, done. Uh, I'm a subscriber. You're going to have a idea of Uma Thurman in this role based on Kill Bill, just like okay. I told him. If you watch Point Break now, you're watching the John Wick guy, but you're not watching the John Wick guy at the time I watch it. You're watching, you're watching Bill Reed, and Ted. Who yeah. was Bill and Ted guy. Right. Different dude. Oh, heavy. Heavy uh, metal. Do you want your, your Razzies? Yes. Do. Yes. Hey, so the worst picture was an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn, an American mockumentary wow. directed by Arthur Hiller, and it technically came out in 1997, but... Oh, bullshit. Was, okay. That's one of those where it, it's the end of 97, but it won the Razzies that year, so sorry. Wow. Uh, the worst actor, Bruce Willis in Armageddon. Oh, bullshit. Oh, yeah, I will that's... fight everyone in this world. The worst actress is the Spice Girls in Spice World. Whoa. Worst, <laughs> Can't argue with that. Can't argue with The that. worst supporting actor is Joe Esterhast from <laughs> Burn Hollywood Burn. The worst supporting actress was Maria Patillo in Godzilla. That was the, we couldn't remember her name earlier. Wait, that was her, huh? Yeah. Worst, uh, worst screen couple was Leonardo DiCaprio as himself and his twin in The Man in the <laughs> oh, Iron Oh, bullshit. Mask. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. I think yeah. That's great. That's funny. To that. Worst uh, remake or sequel was a three-way tie between the Avengers, Godzilla, and Psycho. Oh. The worst director Psycho. was Gus Van Zant for Psycho. That was actually on the list um, for directors that had a huge uh, uh, drop-off movie and then a huge drop-off. But I haven't seen Psych the remake of Psycho, so I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh, Burn Hollywood Burn won a bunch of stuff. It won best. It won worst screenplay, worst new star, worst original song. I feel like it shouldn't count because it was made to be in this category. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's what I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, so I'm gonna hold on one second. <laughs> All right, Ron, one more P. Barrick. We got two movies and we're done. You got like an infant. Band. I gotta get out of here. What's going on here? Let the decree go forth. It is time to pee. You're listening to the Outsiders Social Club on the Half-Assed Podcast Network. Did you know that? It's the roaring 2020s, and things are more complex and fast-paced than ever. The simple act of hooking up at a bar is increasingly complicated. Spending hours drinking and chatting, only to find out the other person has a kink that's just a bridge too far. Or is it you that have a particular set of proclivities, and you're nervous to mention them because it could result in kink shaming? These are just a few of the cumbersome issues that can be easily simplified with the law firm of Lovegood, Thrustworthy, and Bangman. Here at Lovegood, Thrustworthy, and Bangman, we're here to help. From Boilerplate Preference Establishment, so we will have you check here to opt into oral or check the box below that to opt into oral only 
if it's reciprocated. Down to the BDSM department, we're the firm for your comprehensive sexual contracting. The simplest of issues, like what is off and on the list of things you're willing to be called in bed, to more complex things like limits and boundaries for that date that likes it rough. I understand both of you have signed the butt plug waiver then? We here at Love Good, Thrustworthy, and Bangman ensure everyone feels safe and satisfied. And here under subsection 7, you'll see the word spreader bar. We're the only major firm that lists anal as an opt-in instead of an opt-out. That's right, no more unintentional sphincter penetration because you forgot to check a box. That's our butthole guard guarantee. And as always, safe word negotiation is free at Lovegood, Thrustworthy, and Bangman. Banana. Again, <clears throat> banana. Safety, satisfaction, and simplicity. Those are the three S's of Lovegood, Thrustworthy, and Bangman, your sexual attorneys. All right, uh, Justin, let's get your top three. All right, number three, I'm going Dirty Work. It was classic. Oh, wow. When I, when I first saw it, when I rewatched it, yeah, there's some parts that don't land Oops. well, but but definitely still up there. I love Norm MacDonald. Just fantastic. Same. Uh, number two, there's something about Mary. Quoted uh, that for years and years and years. Hmm. What about Brett Favre? Yeah, um, that, that line. Frank of the Beans. Still... What am I looking at? All, all, all that stuff. Six is minute great. abs. Six. <laughs> no, not no, not five. Six. No, nobody's doing five. <laughs> and number one, Armageddon. Like it's oh, my favorite movie of the summer. Bitch. <laughs> Play the winner sound for that. It's it's a it's it's a staple in my house with my dad. So love it. Great movie. Bruce Willis won the Razzie. You just know, like, like, just like Oscars don't mean shit. Razzie don't mean shit. No, I think they're they're accurate. That seems <laughs> everything that has read tra- sounded right. Being like a staple in your house, <laughs> like <laughs> Armageddon is the staple in. Hold my on, house. Justin. What was it? Oh, yeah. Run them back. Number three, Dirty Work. Number two, Something About Mary. Number one, Armageddon. Love it. Unbelievable. Fantastic top three, and I will fight every one of you who has, says anything otherwise. Oh, well, get oh in God. Line. We're throwing down. I premeditated you fighting me for that. <laughs> so. I want to go, but I spread. Yeah, you was the thing. Yikes, right. this is me with the long reach. You're like short. Who's up next? All right. Oh, my. God damn it. That's going to stay in my head forever now. You know what? I feel really bad for Troy. Troy looks yeah, he's he's hating every second. Well, guess what, Troy? We have two more reviews. One's going to take less than a minute, timey. And the other one is going to be Ron with Blade. And then we're going to give our top three movies, and then we can do whatever the fuck we want. He can mute me all he wants. (laughs) Wow. We are on to our last week of the summer. A little bit controversial because Hash believed that 54 closed our summer out. I said, no, it did not. Friday, August 21st, 1998, closed our summer out. We had two movies. We had two movies worth talking about released. Dead Man Man on Campus and Blade. Other notable releases was Dance With Me, which no one has ever thought about since. 
and wrongfully accused, which again was the death of spoofs. I will go first with Dead Man on Campus. It is going to be a short review. Who's got the time ready? Oh, you need a timer? Hang on. I am ready. All right, I'll get there. Timer. We Ron, want, uh, Ron can going... you put the thirty-minute time, thirty-second timer on this one? Yeah, we, we got do it. We're going Mario. All right, let me know when you're ready. Super short. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. And begin. Number one, I'm not paying to watch this movie. I have all the streaming services, and these fuckers want me to pay to watch this shit. Number two, two very important figures in my teenage years: Guy from That Thing You Do and Zach Morris. Number three, about as bad an idea for any movie as it could because it's a guy who has to kill himself so they get A's. But it had Zach Morris in it, so therefore it maybe could have worked if they had done it effectively done. Well done. Nailed the 30-second timer. Uh, My notes for that was I I actually did enjoy that movie uh, when they break the bong. That is an acrylic. They put a glass-shattering sound. 25 years later, that still does not sit well with me. That's a they plastic play the They played the player there. All right. Yeah. No, it, I enjoyed it. Like you said, super problematic with the whole setup of the movie. But, uh, yeah. Mark it's Paul two guys and... Two guys with bad grades want to stay in school. they got to find a guy who will die so they can get aid. If or you, if AIDS. You, yeah. If your roommate commits suicide, you get you straight get A's. So Jesus. It's, Dark. Yeah, a little dark. Like, okay, I get it. You guys have sold it. Sounds like an episode of Forensic Files. Ron, you're up with Blade. Go. Oh, okay, hang on. By the way, Blade, the movie that ended our summers. Let's get nostalgic, boys. This is the movie that brought us into our fall school year, depending on what age you are. Well, Yikes was out of school, and Hash probably didn't know what was going on. All right, I, I cut I this, this down. Movie opening weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. Really, you saw this in the theater? Were you twelve? I was nine years old. Nine! Wow, fantastic, fantastic parents. All right, I'm gonna jump right into Blade here. Uh, all right, it's a vampire Did you movie. Do coke? Uh, no, no, that's not uh, no. Uh, uh, Blade is a vampire movie. Snipes is Blade, the daywalker. He is he hunts vampires. He's unaffected by sunlight. I rented this DVD from Blockbuster in the summer of 2000. Watched it on a 19-inch tube TV. The big speakers, uh, the sound made up for the picture. I'm finally watching it on a quality screen. It's visually pleasing, well shot, great use of light. Uh, the use of short, subtle jump cuts is super effective. Exposition is not forced. It occurs naturally. Uh, Snipes, bad attitude, 13 out of 10. Violence against female vampires is a totally equal opportunity uh, scenario. I love the Donald Logue arm callbacks. Comedy comes in threes. Christofferson makes smoking look so cool. Uh, Whistler, that's Christofferson, has been bitten, but Blade won't kill him. Walk the fuck away. Oh my god, that speech, that line, in fact, the whole death scene, ass off. Time for a You Killed My Master revenge scenario. Holy shit, silent montage. 10 out of 10, never seen it. Plot twist, Blade's mom is alive, those fucking jump cuts finally pay off. I love a good I'm your father moment, we have one of those. Uh, Oh, holy shit, arm revenge callback, once again. Uh, Oh, and here we go, I love a good in no position to make a threat threat blade delivers on that 
Uh, also, 90s CGI totally fucking sucks. We've got some styrofoam-ass marble in this scene. Just fucking garbage. Okay, 90s chicks with short bleached hair. Yes, please. Uh, the doctor, she's uh, she let Blade bite her to gain it. Talk about taking one for the fucking team. Uh, damn. Uh, Blade offs his mom. Holy shit, cold-blooded. Donald Logue versus Blade. It's over in three seconds. But it gives us he catches the glasses. That's where the Blade glasses thing come from, so uh, I'll, I'll let that slide. Wait, did Blade just rip out some dude's throat and then throw it at another guy? Uh, that just happened. All right, a super anticlimactic death for Steven Dorff, uh, setting up the sequel in Russia. My three takeaways, perfect casting. Snipes, Christofferson, Logue, Dorff, Chef's Kiss. Uh, again, super anticlimactic deaths for both Dorff and Donald Logue. But the blood monster, that was some big consternation. They, they actually CGI'd a giant blood monster, which didn't work. Crowds didn't like it. They tried putting Steven Dorff's face on it. They still didn't give a fuck. They had to just change it to Steven Dorff, and it just didn't fly. It, 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 flat ending, fantastic movie. I'd give it a 9 out of 10. I don't think I've ever wanted to watch a movie more after hearing a review. Oh, so good. Than that. Walk the fuck away. Oh, Chris Christopherson. Also, Wesley Snipes, Apex Mountain. So badass. Is it? Is so it his, it's his this. height, right? It's, it's Wesley Snipes' height. Oh, my God, yeah. Right? He's amazing. Did he ever go higher than that? I don't think so. So good. Higher so he rips a guy's throat out and then throws it in another guy's face to distract him while he pummels him. It's amazing. Cinema. Just... Fucking, oh, you know what? Another slow clap. That's how you close the summer, right there. I I agree. I'm so glad we didn't end with 54. Fuck you, man. <laughs> you, wanted to, you wanted to end with 54. This is definitely the end. That, we that was the short version. That is, that is amazing. We covered a lot of movies, guys. We did it. We got there. We did. But we, we got... Did. We got one more thing to do. There's Wait. five of us here. We got one top three. We need five more top three movies of the summer coming up. If you'll allow it, Ron, I'm going to get a drink. I will. And then we will do it. I'll allow it. Okay, but I think we all discovered tonight that most of the movies we watched were fucking trash. We're trash. Right? Yeah. They're all... That's- like, I remember the summer of 98 a lot more fondly than they actually were because most of these movies sucked. I do, too, because I'm glad I stayed out and did a bunch of drugs instead of dealing with fucking movies. That was, I played that one right, man. Yeah, nine-year-old me was loving cocaine. Oh, did not dude, I did so much acid that summer. I got I stories actually, I still can't tell. Halfway through this, I we, looked at the 97 movies, and I was like, fuck I could have had Con Air. I could have had this. You know what I mean? I was like, I chose the wrong summer. This is the pinnacle of oh, movies, man. according to you, right? 25 you years. Not we got to do not, 25 not, years. Who's doing a 26 on. year? Hold what on. Not the pinnacle. It just happened to be the movie in the summer in which I had less to do than other summers. Oh, man. You played that shit wrong. So I saw them all just because I had nothing else to do. 
I will say that there was one thing from the 1998 movies that was the end of the world, like, theory. Like, that was what we watched. Deep Impact, like, you know, like, all these films thought about, like, what uh, 2000 was. So, you know, we had that moment. Well, so has. We through that, like, movie, and they were pretty crappy, honestly. Hash, there you go. Yeah. We've already been through. I defend 2012, so <laughs> we found the discover discovery of me loving end of the world movies, which was 98. Oh, shocking! That makes sense. All right, I'm gonna go get one more. All right. Oh, I don't have that on there either. I don't. Man. Should I wait a minute? I'm gonna. All right. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna mix heart stuff with this, but. Oh, I think that's 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 a rhyming saying. Whatever that's helps my right. back, fucking you know. Okay, fair. One more drink. You're listening to the Outsiders Social Club on the Half-Ass Podcast Network. Now you know that. Are you a podcaster? Do you like to drink? Do you live in constant fear that something you say while drunk on a podcast may result in real-world repercussions? Well, I've got your solution. The Michaelizer. As you speak into the mic, the Michaelizer takes a constant analysis of your breath to give you an up-to-the-minute blood alcohol content. And if you should reach the danger zone, an alarm goes off and your microphone is muted until you reach safe levels. The Michaelizer, canceling your audio before your audio cancels you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, fucking Blade. I, I, I enjoy the fuck out of that. I would watch that again. Blade, uh, it would be on my list, but it won't be on my list because that ste- the, the fucking ending. That, that it, CGI the ending is so bad. Is so bad. But it's but just the, like, it's... Yeah. Originally... The the, at the start? So... Yes. The fucking EDM vampires. That was in my long very well. Yeah. I had a super... I had a three-minute version of Blade. It was... Yeah. EDM vampire and yeah, because really, it's he he wants acceptance. They won't, you know, the the pure blood vampires won't accept this guy. So he goes on this quest, and then he's like, "Oh, he's murdering him." It's not about acceptance. And then you find out, wait, no, that was it. It's that they wouldn't accept him, so he had to kill him. So it's really a story of a, a EDM vampire who just wants to be loved. And Blade's essentially a a vampire diabetic. He's got to have that serum. Weird. Syrup. Was True Blood better than Blade as a vampire diabetic? Uh, they got that same kind of premise? Yeah. We got to take a thing. To, okay. They try and, no, they try and normalize that. vampires, and of course it mm. fails catastrophically in lots of cool ways. Mm. With orgies. Oh, well, you got to have orgies. I'm in then, if you got that. Blade didn't have that. What are we talking about? Vampire or top orgies. three movies. Yeah. Here they go. Number three. All right. We only got Troy for 15 more minutes. All right. Lethal Weapon 4. Let's oh, close this oh, up. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't give away the goods. Can <laughs> I just say, I appreciate you all for indulging me. I am, I apologize to everyone. I enjoyed I'm no, it. I'm no Justin Samer. I did not get our special guest appearance to show up tonight. Apologize uh, for that. We're all doing our top three movies. We're getting out. Yeah. Okay. I mean... We're not going to call him Lewis. We're not going to do that. He's not Lewis. 
Not yet. No, no, been no. Only with us. that's fair. He showed up. All right, Troy. We'll do that. Yeah, your yeah. top three movies of the summer '98. Go. Lethal hmm. Weapon four, number three. Oh shit. Number two, Saving Private Ryan. Number one, The Truman Show. You cheating? Son. Wow, you had a you had a juggernaut, really. They weren't the first two weren't bad. Amazing. All three are pretty good. Well done. Well done. All right, I'm going to kick it over to uh, Hash. Hash, your top three movies of the summer of 98. I assume that you watched more than three movies, unlike Troy, who just gave the three movies that he watched. The floor is yours. Or yeah, did uh, he? Blade yeah, right? would be in my top three, but it's not because oh. of the ending and the poor CGI. So <coughs> Fair. that being said i had my top three earlier and i forgot what the third one was give me one second I want the filibuster out. uh yeah what's the third one all I'm right on it. let's go to ron instead ron you're up with your top three movies of 1998 again this is probably going to be anticlimactic but i Where am going to take uh number three uh, i'm gonna take my dirty work no no i'm gonna take something about mary because i did love that number Ah, two i'm gonna go with blade and number one i'm taking fear and loathing that's that's oh well done ron you chose two movies that you reviewed fantastic hey i try to take dirty work but i forgot something about mary is actually that that i mean you almost did all three i did no but i remembered it last second all right hash are you ready well done yes. by me. Number You're a three, professional podcaster, and you forgot your third movie, but we're back to you. Uh, third is going to be Dirty Work. Oh, yeah. I loved that movie when I saw it, and it still has some pretty good jokes in it. Number two is going to be The X-Files. Um, wow. Very X-Files. upset. Yeah. X-Files is a fantastic movie. It ties very in, very well into the show. And my number one movie, which I chose for a reason to watch because I liked it, it is Small Soldiers. Well done. Everybody seems like to be that. picking their own. I like that. Well, I, I like got that one of three. Too. I got one yeah. of three. I got two. All right. Yikes. I can't decide if I should go next or if I should. I'm really excited for your top three. So I'm well, going to. You want to go next? You should go first, I think. All right. Well, we're going to close on yikes. All right. Oh, I'm wow. We'll see. Yeah. I will yeah. go with my top three with an explanation because that's right. what you all asked for. That's true. That's what I want. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Get ready. Okay. That's fair. I'm pulling out. I'm pulling out. Yikes. I forgot my number three. <laughs> that's, that's a hashy, actually. All right. Number three. <laughs> number three is Mulan. A very well done children. It's, uh, as I said before, every bit as good as The Lion King. I what know that watched? people don't think that, but it mm-hmm. is. Just rewatch it. It was brought down by Pixar, etc. Excellent movie, excellent soundtrack. Number two is Dirty Work. Having oh, a killer wow. summer. Just a what killer a moment. summer. I believe that comedies are not recognized as well as they should be. This is an amazing comedy. Hilarious. I still uh, quote it to my friends to this day. I mean, we got a guy pissing off the side of the 
Uh, That's a great bit. The rooftop. He goes, are you pissing off the side of the roof? Yeah, kind of. And he comes up just drenched in piss. Amazing. Yeah. Hilarious. And number one, I hate you, Justin. Armageddon. Number one is about blockbusters in summer and heroism. Amazing. Hottest Affleck. Uh, Maybe the weirdest foreplay I've ever seen. And the most annoying love song of all time. But I love Armageddon. Amazing. Michael Clark Duncan. Hello. You cannot say anything bad about Michael Clark Duncan. No, that's Amazing true. in that movie. Owen Wilson. Oh, incredible Christ. cast. Armageddon number one. Yikes. You're up. Are well, we there? We're going to close it down? All right. Yeah, we might need to shut this down because I don't have much. I've been right. looking at the internet. Uh, Smoke Signals was also a movie from this area in 1998. Um, about yeah, well, it was a good one. So, anyway, fry bread was so good there that week. We cooked it over the fire, (laughs) and my grandmother took it out with the stick. While the stick was there, we then caught some fish along the river, and we really had a great time with our families. What did we do? We opened up. (laughs) Oh, Troy. I don't even know what to say about that. That was a good movie, man. That was a direct quote. Yeah, I know. You're trying to say good things about that movie, but everybody else is like being like, what the fuck? Oh, I knew what he was talking about. The only reason I, that Smoke Signals wasn't on the list was because it wasn't a national release. It was not. It was, like a, it was only like two million. Here, let me look it up. It was a small release. It's small theater release. It didn't count because you wanted blockbusters. So I was trying to keep this short, and I didn't do that very well. So that's a fail. All right, yikes! Your top three. Let's go, bud. Well, I have. Come on, are you? Are you no, I I don't have that in me right now. What? Okay, what? No, I'm looking at like. What would you like to talk about then? Uh, I want to listen to you guys, and that's it. How's that? Well, we need your top three movies of the yeah. summer. We literally waited to close on your list because we thought it was going to be so good. Oh, it's going to be good. That's what I'm thinking. You got to have three movies from what we talked about tonight that you remember, right? Well, I think I already did that. No, you didn't. I don't think so. Well, I did um, Deep Impact. No, no, not the no, movies no, you reviewed. Like, what are your three favorite movies of the summer? Yeah, the three best that you thought. Yikes did not read my agenda. Piss me off. It wouldn't have mattered at this stage. Yikes didn't remember no reading. Did you guys know that there was a movie released on July 31st of 1998 called Killer Condom? No, I did not know that. That's more in my wheelhouse, honestly. It made zero dollars at the box office. Oh, that's disappointing. Yikes, can you remember your three favorite from 98 to close us down before we go to a post-game? No. You're listening to the Outsiders Social Club on the Half-Ass Podcast Network. 